Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to the What We Said podcast. It's Friday. We love a Friday. I love a Friday, even though I'm not in school or anything like that. So Friday really has no significance to me. Um, and I feel like I have no work life, um, boundaries. So I still work on the weekend sometimes. Like, you know, I still love a Friday. You know what? It feels like freedom. I love a Friday specifically at this time of year. Yeah. It feels like you're getting off school and summer's about Mm -hmm. to start. It's true. It's No, it's not the reality. It's not true, but that's the way it feels. I was just thinking about the fact that when you're an adult, well, I guess unless you are a teacher or certain other jobs, you don't get a, like, work break on the summer, you know? Because yeah. you always picture going to school and then summer is just, like, free time, party time. Yeah. And— All day, I every mean, day at the beach. Yeah, like, that's very yeah. obvious. But when you're an adult, you still got to work every day. Unless you're a and, teacher. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I know. Wow, life is hard. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I saw Growing this. up is not all it's cracked up to be. I saw this— um, creator on TikTok who writes children's book, I think, or yeah, children's books, I think. And um, he wrote like a little book or cartoon, I guess, about a millennial trying to buy a house. <laughs> it was so depressing. Please. It was like this little raccoon saving up all of his money. Like he no longer got avocado toast or iced coffees. <laughs> he went to the bank and was like, I've saved all of this money. I don't even go on trips. I just go on like staycations. And the big's like, you're pathetically poor. <laughs> you need to earn more, earn more. And he's like, so I'll just spend my money and wait for the housing market to crash politely. Wow. And Relatable. all the comments are like, why is this making me cry? <laughs> the harsh reality of us millennials I, out here just trying to make it out alive. I just saw this TikTok of, I, I saved it. I need to send it to you. Maybe you saw it too. It's about the death of details, it's called. Like, Death of details. I mean, it It was saying the danger of minimalism, like minimalism oh, design. That. Yeah, I saw that. And the death of detail, basically. Mm-hmm. I saw that. Oh, it was making me feel Scared. some type of way. Maybe I should post it on the, on the what we said Instagram. Um, but it's just basically the concept is it, it's showing just design from back in the day. And I'm talking of like, Buildings, poles, fire hydrants, like normal things. Phone booths. Phone booths, park benches. And everything had so much detail to it. And it was, it just had character to it. And then it shows now and it's basically like everything is devoid completely of. So minimal. Any character or detail is just like a silver pole with, it just exists basically. There's nothing that is interesting about it. Yeah. And that's the case with buildings as well. A lot of times. And it was showing uh, pictures of big cities in the United States and they all looked exactly the oh, same scary. and it freaked me out. I know, it is scary. <sighs> and I was thinking that's probably why when we see photos of different countries that do have more of that history and mm-hmm. the character and architecture, we are so drawn to it yes. and we want to go there and we want to take, we want to see it, we want to take photos of it because it's like interesting for exactly. our eyes. And not that the U.S. doesn't have any history because it does have some, but a lot of the just cities, it's like... The new cities. It's like even Boston, when we went, had a little bit of that um, detail, a little bit more. a lot of it, yeah. 
and some of the older cities do. They have that um, character to it, but <laughs> not the minimalist cities. Yeah. That's, what, that's like that TikTok ones. I made a while ago that I was like, you guys, you're not you're gonna, not going to look cute at the mall here. No. Because it doesn't look like, doesn't have this beautiful architecture. You're going to look, no matter how cute your outfit is, you're going to look ugly because you're an ugly backdrop. And totally. when you're in Europe, you have a beautiful backdrop of the street is so detailed. The cobblestones are like, Everyone puts so much time and effort and they don't care like what's the cheapest way to do this. So they well, have, and there's you just know. history. It's like, it's literal, historical, yeah. beautiful buildings. Yeah. That well, you can't replicate. Exactly. And now they just want to do it fast and cheap. cheap and even get in, them all done. Because even in a lot of those European countries, there are still those buildings that are new and like are ugly and they don't look similar to the States, honestly. Just like, very devoid of character. Yeah. That still totally yeah, exists yeah, yeah. over there. It's just that. Don't they tell have, people that. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> no, um, yeah. Keep the fantasy alive. Um, yeah, but that was depressing to look at. I was like, oh my gosh, it's so true. And I feel like I've obviously been complaining about that with houses too, how like people will just buy a house. And I'm not saying, by the way, I'm not trying to talk a big game saying I'm going to do something absolutely <laughs> crazy. Crazy groundbreaking yeah. when I if I like renovate a house, but you know it's that same concept of like people investors buy them, they design, they have the same, what's the word, like a blueprint essentially, yeah, the like same, a template, a template that they use of a certain you know design type, and they kind of always that's always the case for every decade or time period that we're in. Like you can tell when a house was built yeah. in the '90s or when it was designed. <clears throat> In the early to that, you know, you can tell. And I feel like specifically this past decade has been very minimal. It's been yeah. like all white, very minimal. Um, imagine, and so, in, imagine in thousands of years or hundreds of thousands of years, people are, you know, looking back on Hollywood. They're discovering the ruins of Calabasas and they come across Kim Kardashian's house. Devoid <laughs> of any Just like life. the white... All the the walls connecting everything, just literally not a speck of detail. They would be flabbergasted. Like, what were the people doing back then? I mean, I think it's cool and different in its own way. But yeah, Yeah. Hmm. everything starts to blend together. Mm -hmm. Um, We went on a little walk yesterday. Mm -hmm. Girls walk. Girls walk with the gals. And... Always so refreshing. It was so nice. We got some chai and we walked to the beach. We walked down the pier and it was so nice. It just felt so good to get out and walk and be with people. I know. Just you got to push yourself every once in a while to socialize, even when you're like, oh, today, like maybe I just want to lay down, especially on a Sunday. I feel like is my day at least where I'm like, I'm just going to stay home and be a hermit and just kind of get things mm-hmm. ready. But I never regret going out. And, well, not never. <laughs> Most of the time with, with my good friends, I don't regret going and socializing. Yeah. It charges me up. I want to talk more about that on our summer episode that we're doing with Tyson soon um, because I have thoughts about socializing and stuff. We'll nice. go more into that. <laughs> um, I wanted to uh, pick your brain about your stylist videos you've been doing on TikTok. Okay. I want to talk about them with you. Pick my brain. Um, Pick away. I, so <laughs> Chelsea has picking. been doing like little styling videos, like how I would style this person on TikTok. And I want to know the process and I'm how scared. long it takes to make one. No, I'm uh, literally just, uh, it's not, I don't have like questions prepared. Yeah. I was just wondering how long does it take you to make one of those videos? Because it would take me three hours to find one outfit. No, it takes me a while. I, I don't know how long though, because I, I when I see a, a shirt or pants or shoes that I really like, I mean I don't do that for guys really, but for girls specifically, I have tons of screenshots in an album that I call like cool clothes that I could that I can go through and kind of look back on a bit. Like, oh yeah, I remember that. Or like, um, you know, have just a archive of all of these clothes. So that mm. makes it a little bit easier. I'm not just starting from scratch. But that being said, it's hard to find like the perfect. I have to start with one piece that I really like 
And then sometimes to find something that matches with it perfectly is really hard. It will take me literally like an hour yeah. of searching. But I think it's fun. It's it's not like I'm like sitting there on my computer like going crazy. I'll be watching a show and just kind of like scrolling and looking and seeing if something catches my eye. But I think it's fun. So I don't I don't um, feel like it takes that long. But I think if I were to look back now that you're saying that, it does take a while to get them together. And then the, actually the hardest part is putting the pictures of the outfits together on like a yeah. white thing. And I do on Instagram stories and I have to, you know how you can copy and paste mm-hmm. out of pictures on, on the iPhone? I'll copy the shirt and then have to put it into its own thing. But I have to keep the screenshot of it on the page. I figured so. you were doing it through your iPad on like your… No, actually. I should. But when I'm watching TV, I just do it on my phone. And you're also shopping on your phone? Yeah. Wow. I know. I should do it on my iPad, honestly. I don't know why I haven't. Oh, because I do it on Instagram stories. And on Instagram stories, on my iPad, it's like, it doesn't go full screen. No, I'm screen. saying, but I thought you had apps where you could like do collages and doodle and stuff. I do, but Instagram stories is actually way easier. Huh. It, or it's way faster to do what I do, I guess. Well, collages and yeah, stuff? Yeah, just to add a photo really quick. Hmm. Sometimes Canva, if I do it on Canva, it takes a while to load it up and then… Just the storage of it. I feel like Instagram stories makes it a little bit more streamlined. Oh, nice. Fascinating enough. Well, I like the series. I think you should keep it up. I loved Thank She you. did one for me and I did want to purchase every single item, although <laughs> so I good. do not have $50,000. People were <laughs> like, that's Please. the fun part of it. It's like, I yeah. don't want to choose things that are realistic, really, yeah. you know? Um, and that's why it's fun to do like NBA players specifically because yes. you know that they have all of this money. Oh, 100%. People were like, Jace, you need to try all these outfits on now and do a video of it. I'm, I'm like, like ladies. you see that shirt was $2,000? Ladies, that's not in the budget. There's like for six this hot girl summer. <laughs> Literally. But you know what I bought? What? What do you think? I bought one the of the items. The purple dress? Yep. You I did? I bought the purple dress. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy. It's so pretty. It was on sale. It's so pretty. Yeah, and the back is like open, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's super pretty. It's That'll so pretty. That'll be stunning. Um, and I thought I bought, oh, I bought the tank top, but then I texted Chelsea. I got, it was like a Depop Von Dutch tank top. Yeah. It, was, it was 50 bucks. I was like, okay, that yeah. could be in the budget. Yeah, it's so cute. And it's really cute, but it got refunded. Like I purchased it and then they're like, sorry, it's no longer available. I freaking hate And that. if one of you hoes bought that before I could, it. I'm saying he, since you posted oh, it and then oh, someone goes on and yeah. there's only one of them. It's like a vintage item, Bye. you know? So I couldn't buy it. But I, I bought it pretty quick. I don't know yeah, why it weird. allowed me. Or maybe to- the seller took like canceled. Because remember that's what happened with my bag that I bought. Oh, yeah, yeah. Same thing. Like it went viral. And then I bought it really fast. And then they canceled. They changed their mind. Okay. Well, it just said this item's no longer available. Like, oh, awesome. weird. Oh, I mean, I, weird. I fully purchased it. Yeah. But then it was like, your refund is coming. I'm like, huh? Interesting. After mm-hmm. I bought it. So anyway, um... But yeah, that was, it was so fun to watch. Selfishly, obviously, gave yeah, me some good yeah. ideas. And I know, it's so fun. It's so fun. I love those types of videos. I, Tyson was like, do it for me. I'm like, I, that would be really challenging for me to do Tyson, I feel like. Because guys are hard, actually. Oh, I do. Would never guys who do don't that. care about fashion aren't hard. Because, like, you could do anything. You're, they're just a little doll. But, you could just dress them up. Yeah, exactly. But having a guy who cares about fashion, I'm not up to date on, like, all of the super trendy guy things you know you i saw kristen commented you need to. Do i kristen. know i need to do kristen i want Absolutely. to do her yeah i must see your version of like <laughs> yeah. her kind of aesthetic the, yes aesthetic, i know but i'll do through her. your eyes I would kristen love. i'm coming for you <laughs> i want i want to see that really bad that'd be so fun. fun yeah you should start doing it for more influencers because i know that, you know or i guess celebrities is fun too Celebrities is fun because it seems more you can go anywhere with it and you you have a, it's almost a little more open because you don't know too much of what they like to wear. True. It's almost like even though what I was saying with you it's hard because I know so much about what you wear. So I was like trying to ignore things that I knew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Okay, she doesn't like this, but I'm just going to do it anyways. Yeah. So but yeah, I should do influencers. Let me know what you want me to do. Yeah, they should start commenting. Maybe they already do. Like, no. Besides no. <laughs> like, Kristen and Tyson. We also will be deep diving into the fashion conversation in our summer episode because <laughs> I have also have thoughts on that that I want to keep going on. Anyway, um, you guys, we have a really fun episode today um, with 
our queen, Tina. And Tina is one of the founders of Just Thrive, which is an amazing company. They have, they specialize in like probiotics, which we're talking a lot about in this episode. And she broke things down in such a just tangible way that I was like, okay, it's clicking for me. And it made me so much more motivated to really be serious about gut health because of how much it affects. Um, But they created Just Thrive in 2013 to empower people to live their best lives and take their health into their own hands. Frustrated with both the pharmaceutical and industry's focus on treatment rather than prevention and the ineffectiveness of many supplements currently available on the market, they made it their mission to offer natural, scientifically proven products to get to the root cause of problems and foster overall health. And you can sense the like passion that Tina has for this when she was talking to us, which I love. I love when someone actually obviously as she should, but knows what they're talking about and has a lot of passion and drive behind whatever their company is. So Just Thrive is backed by science. So everything they do is based on extensive research. And Tina talks about all of the um, science and breaks it down for a 10-year-old, aka us. And to prove the uh, effectiveness of the products, which you know that you can trust them and they have supplements that support your gut, that is They have supplements that support your gut, immune, and mental health. And they also have vitamins that promote bone and heart health. So you can be sure that every Just Thrive product is backed by science and you can trust them. We also have a code for you guys. If you listen to the end of the episode, we'll give you a little bit more information. But the code is what we said at justthrivehealth.com. You guys are going to love this episode. You're going to learn a lot. So buckle up. Here we go. Okay, thank you for being here. So excited to have you. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here with you ladies. Yeah, we are ready to get the gut health rundown from you. We need you to dumb it down as if you're talking to a 10-year-old. Like, what is gut health? Because we see it all the time on TikTok. At least I do. It's all over my For You page. It's all over social media. Like, Mm -hmm. this is for gut health. This is for gut health. But what is gut health? And why is it important? Yes. Okay. So I love talking about this. So you found the right person. <laughs> I uh, the, So uh, the gut health, gut health is basically the totality of your microbes that are living on and in you, m- primarily in your intestinal tract. So that sounds really sciencey, but don't worry. It's just basically like you're in your intestines, you've got all of these microbes. You've got bacteria, fungi, yeast, all of these microbes. And it's, it's like an ecosystem, like a rainforest that is included or is in your intestinal tract. And it's also, they're also on your body, like they're on your skin, they're in other parts of your body, but the primary like home for your microbes, your bacteria, when I say microbes, I mean bacteria, fungi, yeast, those are mostly found in our intestinal tract. And so, so many people associate gut health with being like, oh, I have bloating, you know, I'm bloating, oh, I need a probiotic or I need to take something because I've got, you know, bloating or I have gas or diarrhea, constipation. And yes, those are definitely signs that you have some gut imbalance going on. But what we're now finding out is that it's hard to find any disease out there that's not associated with some imbalance in your gut. So, you know, we think of like, allergies, autoimmune issues. Those are all signs that you have imbalance in your gut. Even mood disorders like, you know, anxiety, depression, Alzheimer's, dementia, all those things are all associated with an imbalance in your gut. Heart disease, cancer, diabetes, again, all of those types of conditions that you have all have a stem, a root from your gut. So we we have to, I think we're now starting to open. That's why you're seeing it all over on TikTok and different places because we now know the gut is dictating virtually every single aspect of our overall health. I mean, it's really hard to find anything. You know, skin health is another one. I mean, that's how I got my daughters to start taking it years ago when we launched because they had acne and I'd be like, okay, you need to take care of your gut health if you have skin issues or if you have, you know, any type of acne or, you know, rashes or whatever it might be. So um, we're we're now starting to understand the impact our gut has on everything in our health. That's How, that crazy. is crazy. And honestly, it's very um, empowering to know that because I think a lot of us have so many little things that are like, well, at least for me, it's like, oh, I have like fatigue. and But I also have this weird skin thing, but I also like my hair, you know, but 
to hear that maybe they're all connected and you can actually just target them with the root, like you said, like the root cause is Yes, that's exactly very the, motivating. It is empowering. You're absolutely right. And because there is good news. I mean, there are things that we could do. I mean, the bad news is that we live in this world that's so disruptive to our gut. So as humans, we are ten, we are made up of 10 times more bacterial cells than we are human cells. So we are actually more bacterial than we are human. But yet we live in this world that's so antibacterial. Everything we do from antibacterial hand sanitizers, antibacterial soaps, antibiotics, glyphosate, which is the active ingredient in Roundup that's sprayed all over our food, toxins and chemicals, our household cleaning products. We're always trying to get rid of the bacteria and, you know, be clean. But really, that's super detrimental to us. Like the dirt, like they always say, kids who play in the dirt, especially in unpopulated areas, actually have much healthier microbiomes, much healthier much better gut health than people who are living in the sterilized world and, you know, not being exposed to nature. That's so interesting. It's so, oh, it's so crazy. It like cre- freaks me out. I know. <laughs> I think about it. I'm like, oh, no, don't so, let it freak yeah, out. No, no, no. It's, yeah, bacteria is good for you. So the, all the things you just mentioned, like the cleaners and whatever, oh, are there like top five things that are disruptive to your gut? Like things that people are eating or doing on a regular basis that's like, it's not not the vibe for the gut. Yeah, yes. top five offenders, like yes. you said. Okay, top five. There's so many. There's so I'll many. try to limit it to five. But so one of the big ones I always talk about is antibiotics. I mean, we know antibiotics t- save lives and we sometimes have to take them. But at the end of the day, they're incredibly disruptive to our gut. We also see the CDC came out with a study telling us that 50% of antibiotics that are prescribed are actually um, not useful for what they were prescribed for. And that's a little bit due to like consumers or patients. They want the antibiotic. Like I'm going on a mm-hmm. trip. I have a stuffy nose. Like when really an antibiotic actually will make a problem worse because your immune system is found in your gut. So the antibiotic wreaks havoc on your gut for up to two years after taking just a single course of antibiotics. Oh, and geez. And, you know, your immune system is found in your gut lining. So we really have to be careful of antibiotics because they're killing the bad bacteria, but they're killing the good bacteria as well. So and antibiotics, not just that we take, but in our uh, food supply. So you have an- meat products, animal products, are they purposely m- give them antibiotics so that they get larger faster because we know antibiotics will make people gain weight or make, you know, animals gain weight. So we really want to stay away from foods that have, you know, that are loaded with antibiotics. Another On that yeah. strain, though, if someone does have to take antibiotics for something that they have, is there a way to kind of counteract? Like, should they just be taking probiotics the entire time as well? Is there any way to kind of counteract yeah, the negative gr- effects? Great question. Um, yes, you should be taking a probiotic. The problem is the majority of probiotics on the market would actually be killed off by the presence of an antibiotic. Mm. The strains in our product, which we could talk about why they're different later, but the, the strains in our product actually have been shown in studies to withstand the presence of an antibiotic. So really, really important if you're on an antibiotic to be taking a spore-based probiotic along with it because it will help counteract the effects of the uh, antibiotic. Okay, that's good to know. Okay, keep going with the offenders. Yeah, okay. We're ready for more. We're ready. Okay, so um, the obvious ones are like processed foods, sugar, alcohol, you know, all those things that we know we shouldn't be eating anyway. I mean, they're just disruptive. We know when we're eating like clean, whole foods, just really much more supportive to our gut, you know, than any than eating all of that processed foods. And the sugar is always offensive to everything in our body. Another big offender is Roundup. You know, so Roundup is sprayed all of our, our produce. Mm-hmm. Um, and one, the active ingredient in Roundup is is called glyphosate. And glyphosate is an antibiotic. And it's literally Ooh. sprayed all over our food supply. All of our produce is loaded with glyphosate. And that is actually incredibly disruptive to our gut. And the worst part is glyphosate actually targets only the good bacteria. So, you know, we want good bacteria in our gut. We don't want the bad bacteria where the antibiotics kill the bad and the good. The glyphosate only targets the good bacteria. So I always recommend people try to eat clean. It's I know it's expensive to try to eat organic and I sympathize with that. I just, you know, as much as you can, you mm-hmm. know, just try to, you know, stay away from, you know, as you know, all the the dirty dozen of like apples and things like that. Try to get, you know, organic apples and things mm-hmm. like that. But you could even buy frozen organic foods. That is a kind of a cost saving tip too when you're trying to eat organic. So another big offender to gut health is are the co- chemicals and the toxins that were the world that we're living in, you know, and just especially when we're talking about household cleaning products. There was a study that showed that households that use 
cleaning supplies that says kills 99.99% of the bacteria actually have children with a higher incidence of allergies and autoimmune issues than households that don't use those cleaning environment cleaning um, products. products. Yeah, thank you. So basically, we're we're trying to clean our way out of it, and like back, like we should be supporting our bacteria because bacteria is not only beneficial to us; it's like critical to our overall health. Um, so let's see, did I name? Let's see. I, I mean, I've got so many. Um, <laughs> yeah, that that's I mean, all, that, more that's, than five. Yeah, in, yeah. There's in, a if lot you of, include all everything under those. Yes, uh, that yes. umbrella as it's well. Just remember that. Unfortunately, we're just living in this world that is so disruptive. You know, we don't yeah. live in the outside world. Nature is a friend to bacteria. Like being by the ocean is really beneficial. We get microbes from the ocean spray. We get microbes from taking a walk on a trail or a hiking trail, you know, where that there's not a lot of traffic on. All of those like natural environment, that natural environment is so supportive to our gut health. And having kids, you know, play in the dirt and all of that is really beneficial to our microbiome. So as you're saying that, like if someone lives in the city city, and they're like freaking out right now. Like, what is the best thing that they can do? Like, just find a trail or like, what do you suggest for them to kind of counteract their <laughs> lifestyle? Yes. Yeah. Well, I do think we have to be prescriptive almost, you know, just like we're prescriptive about other things in our life. Like you go to the gym every day. Like, it wouldn't mm-hmm. be a bad idea to try to start with once a week. And I'm going to go find a trail and like just be in nature or go to a lake or, you know, an ocean. I guess if you live in this in another city, you won't you don't have an ocean by you. Mm-hmm. But trying to just be prescriptive about it, but just being outside, going in your backyard is not the best place, but it's still better than being inside all the time and Mm -hmm. being in a high-rise building all day long. So what cleaners, as you were talking about, like chemicals and like anything that takes antibacterial, like wipes and things like that, are there cleaners that help or there's cleaners that don't do that or like kind of all clean anytime you clean well no it's taken I, away what i use is just a spray bottle with water and some essential oils just for um smell i okay. mean we really don't need to get rid of all of that stuff like if like i'm cooking with raw chicken and mm-hmm. like raw chicken gets on my counter or you know the juice then i'll use something that cleans it up a yeah. little bit more but or you know sometimes like with the toilets, you know, you might do yeah, something more, but right. for the most part, I'm really only using like water and essential oil. What about like vinegar based? Yeah, vinegar is good too. Okay, yeah, I, I sometimes. Will, yeah, yeah, that's a good good trick. I like yeah. that. Okay, cool. Yeah. Like, you <laughs> <are me>. yeah. <laughs> yes. What what kind of made you interested in this in the first place? Like, did you go through something in your life where your gut health was very imbalanced and it made you passionate about this whole thing? It what made me pa- I didn't. I didn't have any um, okay. digestive issues and that I knew of at the time. Um what made me go into this is the disgust with the pharmaceutical industry. You know, I was okay. in I'm an attorney. I was in litigation for many years. I went from litigation to working in a in-house firm uh, a pharmaceutical company so that I could have better work-life balance. I'm a mom of three kids. And so I went there and then being in the industry, I thought was great. I'm like, oh, this is so fun. Our company's like, you know, delivering life-saving medications to people. And this is great. But after being in the industry, we saw a lot of the abuses. We saw the over-prescribing of medications. We saw the focus on treating symptoms and not a focus on, you know, prevention of, of disease or maintenance of health. It was all about treating these symptoms and never getting to the root cause of it. And so I'm kind of more natural minded anyway. I always have been. My parents are immigrants from Europe. And so we just kind of were natural anyway. And I'm like, this is not what I should be doing. And I read a lot of Wayne Dyer. I love Wayne Dyer. He's like a hero of mine. And I, um, he always, it would always be like, you need to do your life's work. You need to do your life's work. And I didn't feel like I was. My husband and I decided to dive into this natural health world. Um, It was the way we lived our lives with our kids already. When my kids would get a fever, I wouldn't right away give them an antibiotic. I would, or a like I wouldn't bring it down. I wouldn't right away say, oh, you need some ibuprofen. Like Tylenol or something. Right, Tylenol or ibuprofen. I would say, oh, you know, that's your body. Our, we have to remember our body is beautifully designed to heal itself. And our job is to like keep our bodies resilient, keep that resilience going. So when we do come across something, because we're always going to come across things, just to be as resilient as possible. So I wouldn't give my kids antibiotics or uh, ibuprofen or Tylenol unless, um, you know, it got dangerously high and then I wouldn't mess around with it. Mm-hmm. But I knew that most of the time the fever was fighting off the infection. And that that was really why we came into it. We saw a lot of the abuses in the industry, but then we saw what it was happening to relatives. We have an aunt who had one condition that turned into like 12 different medications. She had 12 different prescriptions and never getting better. Cause like one prescription caused, uh, you know, itchy skin right. and one caused this. 
Yeah, you know, and it's it's the pharmaceutical way. You know, you take something and it causes suicidal thoughts or, mm-hmm. you know, death. I mean, some of these, you know, I, I mean, I know, and there is a place for pharmaceuticals, and mm-hmm. I recognize that. Um, but I feel like there there's a place like in emergency medicine type situations or an acute situation, but not for chronic conditions. Mm-hmm. When you have a chronic condition, it's really important that you get to the root cause of it. What is it? Why do you have high blood pressure? Why do you have anxiety? Why do you have high cholesterol? Why do you have an autoimmune disease? Why do you have allergies? You know, people will say to me, you know, oh, you know, I'm fine, except when I eat broccoli. When I eat broccoli, I get bloated. And it's like, well, we really shouldn't get bro- That is exactly what my mom says. Yeah. She's going to be listening <laughs> to this episode like, because that's so funny. I, yeah. I mean, we all have things like that, too. Even when you're saying, like, why do I have allergies? I'm like, yeah, I got a bone to pick with my parents because they've been using that Windex probably (laughs) growing up. That's why I have the allergies and the asthma. No, but it's true. It's like your body's probably trying to tell you something in those moments. It's That's exactly it. Your body's trying to tell you something and that we really shouldn't bloat or have gas after eating a certain type of food. That's actually a sign that we need to do some repair. It's not like it's not the end of the world. It's just that it is a sign that there's some imbalance going on. And I'm of the mindset we should be introducing as many different types of foods as possible. You know, we live in this world where, you know, people follow a vegan or keto or paleo or whatever. And the good thing about all of those is like most of them are like eliminating sugar, which is good. But, right. you know, we really want to make sure that we're introducing as many different types of foods as possible, different types of roots, tubers and like vegetables from different ethnic grocery stores, all these different things to just increase that diversity in our gut. Because we want a diverse microbiome. We want a diverse, a whole bunch of different bacteria in our gut that where there's a lot of diversity. And by eating different types of foods, that's just further support of that diversity. I actually was vegan for like seven years and I recently just stopped because of that exact reason actually that you're saying that. Like I was just telling JC, I'm like, it's so interesting because when I became vegan, it was so that all of a sudden I was like, you guys, you don't understand how many like different flavors I've tasted now. Because at that time it was like, I was just eating fast food, pizza, like things that Mm -hmm. I grew up eating, you know, whatever. Didn't know any better. Yeah. And then when I became vegan, it was be- I was starting to explore all these different foods and flavors, and I felt so healthy, and my plate was so colorful. But then recently, all of these like alternatives have come out that it's made it. I kind of noticed like, oh, they have vegan eggs now. They have vegan uh, meat now. They have vegan cheese. And so then I went back to the same thing, and I was like, wait, my plate's now brown and yellow yeah, and white again. <laughs> yeah. like, where yeah. did the colors go? And it was like. They started marketing and capitalizing on, you know, people who were doing this vegan thing and this vegetarian thing. And yeah. so it's so interesting you said that because that is exactly why I've been like, I want now I need to branch out again. I need to like revisit it all. Yeah, no, I, I'm glad that you're recognizing that. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's half the battle is that yeah. you recognize that I need to start having a more diverse group yeah. of foods and different colors. I love that. I eat the same thing every single day and <laughs> never switch it up. So that is good news. That, that's It's good to think about. Leif and I have been talking about that too recently. I'm like, I literally have like the same breakfast. I just get comfortable. And mm-hmm. once I get comfortable, I just have the same thing over and over. But I think that's like a really good point. So if someone is experiencing skin issues, allergies, autoimmune things, like all of these symptoms and they're listening and they're like, I 100% there's something up. Is there some sort of like blood test that you'd recommend? Like, is there something to be like, okay, what is it? Or do you think like you just need to start taking a probiotic? That's the first step. Like it prop like 99% chance is your gut. Yeah. Well, yeah. If you have allergies or an autoimmune issue, you almost for sure have uh, leaky gut, which I don't want to get. Oh, you want to talk about that? (laughs) I have that probably. So that's good to know. Yeah. Well, and let me, we did a study on this, not we, but University of North Texas did a study with our strains, the strains that are used in our product. And they tested a hundred college students to see if they had leaky gut. And the way they tested it, I don't want to get too sciencey here, but they basically, there's something called LPS toxins that stands, stands for lipopolysaccharides. LPS toxins are found in our intestines and they're really not problematic. It's when those LPS toxins seep into the bloodstream that people start like having these autoimmune responses, but it mm. doesn't always happen right away. So this study, they took a hundred college students and they tested their LPS, to- how many had leaky gut? and. Mm-hmm. 55% of these healthy college students, these are college students that were not on any medication, over-the-counter prescription, nothing like that. And 55% of them had a leaky gut and didn't know it. And so what they did is they took that 55%, they divided them in half, and they took gave half of them the placebo, so the you know no the strains that were not in the product, and then another um, the other half they got the strains that are in Just Thrive, these um, bacillus spore-based probiotic strains. And what they found is that 
They came back after 30 days with these with the um, after taking the product 30 days, no dietary or lifestyle modifications. We all know what college students are doing, yeah. <laughs> and they go, they come back, and they found that the group that was taking the the spores that are found in Just Thrive, they actually had a 42% reduction in wow. that LPS toxin. But here's the worst part. The, the placebo group that didn't receive anything, they saw a 32% increase from the first time that they took it. So what we know now is that when you have a leaky gut, it's like this drippy faucet. You know, it's just drips and drips and drips, and it's not a problem because nothing happens. And then one day, the tub overflows. And that's exactly what happens when you when somebody has an autoimmune issue or allergies. They had this leaky gut probably going on for a long time, and all of a sudden it exploded, and then you you now have now your immune system is reacting, and now you have an autoimmune disease, or you have allergies, or you have you know anxiety or depression or whatever it could be. This is all stemming from the leakiness of our gut and these LPS toxins that are found in our in our gut. So there is a way to verify that you have leaky gut. Or okay. it's just all kind of yeah. like, oh, we think you do. Well, there is a way you could go to a lab and, um, you know, test your LPS toxins. Yeah. But it's just not available in the consumer setting. It's only available in a research setting. Mm. Um, oh, some people will get stool tests. My concern with stool tests is that they only like if you were going to sample the city of Chicago, for example, and you go to one part of the city of Chicago and you'll be like, Chicago is really affluent. There are so many nice homes. It's so nice. But then that's only really doing one side. You're not doing the west side of Chicago, which is not affluent. And so it's like it's it's not giving the whole picture sometimes mm-hmm. with okay. stool tests. Mm-hmm. It can give you a little bit of an indication. But there are now studies that are estimating that um, now 80 percent of the adult population has a leaky gut and they I'm don't know gonna it. I'm just going to say, like, if you're being completely honest, like how many what percentage of the population do you think has problems with their gut health? Oh. Like literally 100 percent? I wouldn't say 100%, Maybe but I, I know I don't anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, like 99.9. Yeah. 99.9. No, I would probably say somewhere around that 80% range, yeah. you know. And Because as you're that. saying that, I'm like, that sounds like everyone I've ever met. Like right. all of those issues, yeah. Yeah, and it's it's like here we're living in the society where like we are so over-medicated. There are so many, you know, there's more heart disease medicines that are prescribed, you know, cholesterol meds, blood pressure meds, all and yet heart disease is at, at an all-time high, you know, and cancer is at an all-time high. All these things are at an all-time high because where, you know, our immune system is found in our gut. So 80% of our immune system is found in our gut. And people don't realize that, you know, and like when we're talking about fighting off infections or diseases, it's like we need to be supporting our, our gut health. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's, I can't overstate that enough because it is so important. So what are some like, would you say eating like your diet is probably the number one place to go to start improving your gut health? Yeah, I think eating, just eliminating certain foods. So, you know, not eliminating certain foods, but trying to get rid of like the non-organic foods. You know, we want to try to do that. We want to eat whole foods, real foods, as clean as you possibly can. And again, I mean, I'm not perfect either. I just always tell people take baby steps, really try to be conscious about what you're putting into your mouth. I think that's a really good tip. I do think intermittent fast, well, actually, I know intermittent fasting is very supportive of our gut health. Not everybody is comfortable doing intermittent fasting, but we do know that the, the gut bacteria actually proliferate, so they, you know, grow when they're when they're in a starved state, which is certain and not not all bacteria do, but some do, and that's why we want to intermittent fast because that's super beneficial to our gut microbiome as well. What okay, getting very specific here, what would be like for lunch if someone's about to make lunch? Like, what's like a very gut healthy lunch you could make? What yeah. do you do maybe? Well, even? Yeah, well, what here's. Here's what I'll explain. So what I, I love eating eggs. When you were talking about you eat the same thing, I eat eggs almost every day. I think mm-hmm. they're incredibly, they have so many nutrients in them. I don't believe that they cause high cholesterol. And so I put tons of vegetables in there. So whatever vegetables I have, I'll do like red peppers, onions, broccoli, whatever I have in the house, and I just throw it in there. So I do that a lot. Um, I have a, a piece of Ezekiel toast and with... Um, I love Ezekiel toast. Yes, it's 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 so good. You know, it was kind of an interesting. I couldn't get used to it at first, and then I did. Now I'm like, I don't want any other kind mm-hmm. of bread. It's so good. I mean, it still has gluten in it, and gluten is bad for all of us. Even even if you don't have a gluten intolerance, we know that gluten is disruptive to our gut lining. So I would try to avoid gluten also because that's disruptive. But that's I eat eggs a lot, and then um, I eat two meals a day, and then for dinner I'll have a salad with some type of protein. So whether it's organic chicken, grass fed beef, salmon. I eat a lot of salmon. 
and then some vegetables and a salad. So I try to do that as much as possible. Yeah, kind of like you were saying, like spicing, maybe even just like a basic that you eat like eggs with extra stuff, like add some colorful veggie on there, add some herbs, add some flaxseed or hemp seed or something like that. Adding herbs is a great trick too, just to, you know, add some more um, Mm -hmm. diversity. So just trying to add diversity. And then you had asked me, Oh, yeah. Other things to I mean, that's the thing. Like I'm telling you all this bad news about gut health. You know, it, 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 we live in this world, like I said, so disruptive to our gut health. And yet our gut is so responsible for everything. But there is good news. Like you could do things like eat a diverse group of for foods and like even going to ethnic grocery stores and finding different types of roots and tubers and vegetables and um, going to even when you eat out. When I eat out, I try to order something that I don't normally make at home so that I'm introducing different types of foods. I love that tip. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. introducing new things. I think it's it's a little different than what we usually hear as well. Where it's like, oh, eat your greens, eat whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like a little more exciting yeah. Than, yeah. to people than just like eat healthy. <laughs> right. No, try to introduce so many yeah. different types of foods. Don't be as restrictive. Um, the other big thing is meditate and or do something, that, you know, deep breathing or whatever makes you calm. That's really helpful. So we know that there is this huge connection between your gut and your brain. And in our gut, all of these neurotransmitters are produced in our gut. So serotonin, which is our happy hormone, dopamine is produced in our gut. GABA, which is our calming hormone, is produced in our gut. Tulsi knows about the GABA. The GABA. She, right? I got an IV with GABA in it. Oh, you were probably <laughs> she really was, oh my God. Oh, <laughs> it felt good. Yeah. Not I came home like, I couldn't even have anxiety if I tried right yeah. now. <laughs> that's awesome. That is awesome. But our gut is producing our GABA. Mm-hmm. So the, that's why so many people... and and. You know, so many people who have gut issues experience anxiety and depression. And um, we, we just, yeah, that would be me. Would I'm be. the culprit. I understand. And so there's a communication going on all the time between your gut and your brain. Um, so it's something we call the gut brain access. And the gut is sending signals to your brain and the brain is sending signals to the gut. So, you know, you'll be um, you get excited about something and you have butterflies in your stomach. You know, that's real. Like it's your brain sending signals down to your gut. And, you know, people think that that's kind of woo woo, but it's the truth. We know that there's communication going on and it is so important to support that communication. It's literally maybe I'm going off on like a tangent that does not even like relate, but even the concept of like trusting your gut it feels like it's like no that's very real because Mm -hmm. literally your brain is connected like you feel things for a reason absolutely no you are not off on a tangent you are right on spot that's crazy Mm -hmm. okay really quick because this is like kind of a random tangent but what do you think about parasite cleanses yeah I get worried that they're going to kill off a lot of the beneficial bacteria and other different, you know, I, I don't know a ton about it, but that's, it always worries me when you're trying to get rid of something altogether. Even with our probiotic in, our, in the gut, we don't try to get rid of all of the ba- bad bacteria. We're just trying to keep a good balance in there. So I, I'm always trying to support the balance, but I don't know enough about it to really to speak, really speak to on it. it. Okay. Yeah. That's good to know. When... Uh, We'll talk about this before we dive into like even more about your specific product. Like when people are drinking like Olipop or poppies, like those probiotic soda or kombucha, do you think that helps at all? Or do you think that's like a marketing thing? Yeah. Well, one of the big problems with probiotics is their ability to survive and to get to the intestines alive. And so, you know, even like fermented foods, I'm a huge fan of fermented foods. I eat a lot of sauerkraut and different types of fermented foods, but they're never a replacement for a true probiotic that gets to the intestines alive. And so that's really the, so the big difference between the majority of probiotics on the market have difficulty making the journey from your mouth all the way down to your intestines. They die in the stomach acid. The stomach is meant to be the gastric barrier. It's very acidic. I mean, it could burn, you know, your finger if you, I mean, it's it's so, so acidic and mm-hmm. hot. And so most probiotics will be, they die by the time they get to the intestines. The, I have and, heard that before, actually, now that you're saying that. And I feel like for a while it put me off of probiotics as they were like, oh, if you buy it from the shelf, it's already dead. Like the probiotics. Right. And so there's so many different myths. So some people think, oh, if you just buy it from the, sh- the regular shelf, they're dead. So then it got to be like, oh, well, let's buy it from the refrigerator because that mm-hmm. means they're alive. Well, the problem is that if you think about it, if a probiotic needs to be refrigerated to stay alive, it can't even withstand the room temperature. Oh, the yeah, store it's screwed shelf. once it goes down your throat. Right. If, yeah. you, if you swallow it, your body temperature is 98.6. Then it tries to hit that gastric system and it's like... And it's done. The, yeah, it's done. It's dying. So the majority of probiotics are dying. Now, they will give you some beneficial effects, but they're not making a true change mm-hmm. in the gut. 
And so that that's really the big difference is that you, so some of those fermented, the drinks and stuff, probably most of them are dying by the time they get to the intestines. But a lot of these fermented foods are actually really beneficial because they have other compounds and nutrients yeah. that are gut supporting. Yeah, it's like I'm sure drinking a poppy is better than drinking a Diet Coke. Right, you know, exactly. like it's it's it still has its purpose, but what you're saying is it's not a replacement. Right. You still should be taking a probiotic. Right, right. A, a spore-based probiotic that actually survives. Okay, yes. so tell me about the spore-based. Okay. What does that mean? So spore-based means they have this endospel, endospore shell around it themselves. So, mm-hmm. um, and these are the way that. These strains were found in nature. You know, our ancestors, when they were hunters and gatherers, they would go and get their roots and tubers and they would eat off the land and there would be like soil on them. Mm-hmm. And they would eat that soil and that soil was teeming with good bacteria. And so that good bacteria is what kept people's guts super healthy. And we don't have that bacteria anymore. You know, it's not our soil is over farmed, it's contaminated, and we don't get those bacteria anymore. And so the spore the spores that are found in just thrive are actually those same type of organisms. That that our ancestors got in the soil. And so they have this spore shell around itself, which just means it's like this hardy shell that allows it to sit on the refrigerator or sit on the store shelf without being refrigerated, that allows it, us to swallow it. And it stays like in its dormant shell. It keeps that shell on when you're swallowing it. It goes all the way down the digestive tract. It hits your intestines. And then that's when it takes its shell off. And that's when it becomes alive. Mm-hmm. So it's not important that a probiotic is alive in the refrigerator. What's important that it's alive when it gets to your mm-hmm. intestines. Mm-hmm. And that is the biggest difference between our probiotic strains and the majority of the probiotics on the market. And a way I love to explain it to people just to really just make it elementary is if you look, if you envision a garden and there's a garden that's been stepped on and trampled on and there's weeds growing all over the garden, like nobody's tended to that garden for like three months. And you kind of compare that to your gut. So you've got this gut that's being attacked on a daily basis and you've got the beneficial bacteria, which are like the plants that are stepped on and trampled on in the garden and the pathogenic bacteria like the weeds, those pathogenic bacteria is taking over your intestines. The majority of probiotics, they're like the seeds, you throw the seeds in that garden they may plant a new plant in that garden, so they may make it a little bit better, but they're not doing anything with the weeds in the garden. They're not doing anything with those plants that have been stepped on and trampled on. Whereas the spores, you throw them into that garden, they go there and they attach to the soil, so they stay there for a while. They have the ability to get rid of that overgrowth of the weeds, and they have the ability to take those plants that have been stepped on and trampled on and kind of bring them back to life. So if you bring wow, that. that sounds <laughs> so good. I wish I was will happening be in watering my, my garden daily, <laughs> yeah. metaphorically, with those probiotics. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's okay. like they're the gardener of the gut. Yes. That was a question our audience had as well. And I'm going to pretend like I know the answer, but I don't. Is where exactly is your gut? Like, is it in your stomach? Or what she's saying is in the intestines. intestines. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right below your, because it's going to, through your esophagus and then okay. you go down to your stomach and then into the into the small intestine and then it goes all the way down to the distal colon oh wow okay yeah so it's got a long journey Do long you, journey yeah so how long if someone doesn't take probiotics right now mm-hmm. or they're bad at like taking them you know on a schedule and they're like okay i want to i want to I wanna do this i want to take probiotics every day i'm going to take just thrive like how long do you think it would be before they would Do you think they would see results like, okay, probably after you take them for a month, you might see a difference or it'll be three months or it'll be two weeks. Like what, what does that look like? Yeah, it's really different for everybody, but we have seen, you know, people who feel something within a few days, even Mm -hmm. Um, some people that it takes a few months. It depends on what you're trying to improve on. You know, people I feel like who have like more like loose stool type issues usually feel something faster. Okay, Um, that's what I was going to actually say. I was going to say, I don't know if this is TMI, but... When I started taking probiotic like more uh, frequently or like on an actual scheduled daily is what I'm trying to say. I noticed that like me going to the bathroom was so much more like, I don't know. More loose? S- no, not loose. No. Like it like normally I would have more like, oh, I have gas and like have issues in that mm-hmm. area. And it was like more firm and normal. Yes. I was like, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I, I talk about bowel movements all the time. Okay, so, so you're, you're not going to make me uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. That's crazy. So what other benefits do you think people would see? Like, well, that's what's so exciting is like so many people will come to us and say like, or they, they come to the product because they're, they're experiencing bloating or they have constipation or diarrhea or whatever, or they have acid reflux, whatever it is that's bugging them, they'll start taking the product. And then they'll say, 
you know, they, they resolve like an issue that they're experiencing, but then they start to experience like, oh, you know, I'm sleeping better or I'm, I'm in a better mood or mm. weight management. I'm able like I'm, I lost a few pounds. Like, is that normal because I've been that I'm on this product? And it's like it's amazing that, you know, the side effects in the pharmaceutical world are so horrible. But like in our world, it's like side effects include better mood, <laughs> improved sleep. And, you know, it, that's what's so exciting. That's why I'm always so adamant about people staying on it for at least a couple months, because you'll see what, you know, some people will hear see results quicker and some it'll take a little bit longer but either way if you're on it for a good three months you're going to start seeing like other changes when you start healing your microbiome and you start like balancing that garden in your gut it's like all these other start benefits start to happen and it's really exciting can do you think it's possible to fully heal a gut that has had like years and years of like antibiotics medications just toxic chemicals do you feel like if you completely change your lifestyle, you're eating better, you're taking a probiotic, you're getting out in nature, do you feel like your gut has a chance? Absolutely. Still? I mean, that is truly the good news. I mean, the bad news, like I said, is, you know, there, we are faced with offenders every day. But really, we there is good news. And now that this human microbiome project that was launched by the National Institutes of Health told us more about the gut than we ever knew before. And it's really telling us that it can be, it can be fixed. And we just need, and, and we have other other products that go deeper into for people who have really horrible gut issues. And, you know, we have a product coach on our team that we could help walk through which products they would recommend mm, for whoever. I and I always recommend um, if I were a good salesperson, I would say start them all right away. But I really <laughs> don't feel that way. I feel like people need to start with the probiotic first and really feel the difference after maybe three or four weeks, maybe a month. You just want to Start. Then you introduce a new product. We have a product that's called Just Calm that's really great for um, mood issues, and people always want to start it right away. And I'm like, okay, fine. If you really want to start start at the same time, but if you I, really want to buy yeah, a product, like, yeah, I'm you want to take that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know, fine, go ahead. But, um, but I really, I, I'm so passionate about first focusing mm -hmm. on the gut with the probiotic, and then start to introduce the other ones. But yeah, if you really want to, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so what what is the what have you seen? positive side effects or like real people's feedback about the Just Calm product? Oh, the Just Calm. Mm -hmm. Oh, I just had one yesterday. Um, it just, okay, first of all, it just makes people feel like just more, it does make people tired. It makes people like able to deal with stress better. Mm -hmm. And like one, someone just told me yesterday that he couldn't fall asleep or he was wide awake in the middle of the night and woke up and just took it and felt better. And I don't know if that was the placebo effect <laughs> or what, because usually I'd recommend being on it for at least a couple of days. You know, mm -hmm. I, it's also really good for cognitive function. I always tell my son who may have a son who's in college who I'm always like, you need to take this before exams. If you're not going to take it all the time, you need to take it before exams because mm -hmm. it's actually improving cognitive function. There are studies on this particular strain that's in our Just Calm product that's helping with that. It put, puts you more into a theta wave um, state. We have an employee who is, it's been like life changing for her, you know, and unfortunately, this is such a relevant topic. When we launched this product a year ago, it just flew off the shelves. I mean, we sold out of it right away and it just, it just keeps on you know, going because people are in people are in experiencing stress stress at epidemic levels right yeah, now. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like even when I took that GABA or any time that I yeah. feel like normal my mood is stabilized i don't think we realize how often we're in like fight or flight like we yeah. think that's the norm and then when we feel relaxed your mind is so clear and you almost think am i tired am i like yeah is this like do i need to rest but it's like no this is just the normal you know uh state that your mind could wants be, to yeah. be in right like, where you can think clearly where you have where you're not so straight you're not um bogged up by so much stress in your mind exactly and that fight or flight and th this is what's so crazy is that we evolved to have that fight or flight response to protect us. That fight or flight response is really critical as humans. Um, you know, we need to know when there's a saber toothed tiger coming at us that we need to run or we need to get away or, or fight. But unfortunately, now in the world we live in, the modern world we live in, we get a text or we see a tweet and like we go into that fight or flight yeah. response. And we're just scared 24-7. 24-7. Yeah. And we're not coming down from that. And that's what's scary is kids now are just, they're not coming down from that. And if we are always in that fight or flight state, it's very detrimental because the same pathology that we experience with stress is the same pathology that eventually exhibits in neurodegenerative diseases mm -hmm. um, like Alzheimer's, Parkinson's. So we have to we have to get rid of this stress in our lives. I mean, and it's not just taking our product. I mean, it's like 
really slowing down and changing your lifestyle. I mean, you could take our product as much as you want, and you're going to make a little bit of a change, but you have got to change your lifestyle too. So yeah, but that could give that could be the you know thing that launches you into it, like well, motivating you yes, feel better. That's exactly it because you're you start to be you're in a better mood, and you're mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I'm going to start feeling, but be- I want to feel better, and I'm yeah, going to go, go for my walk. walk. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. I have a question. So I have a 15 month old. Oh, baby. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's so exciting. So what, because even as you're saying all this, like obviously I'm thinking of myself as well, but I'm also like, okay, how do I do this for my kids? Like can kids take your product or do you have products specifically for kids? Yes. So ki- this is so important for kids. I am so passionate. Like I said, I'm a mother of three. I, I'm obviously I'm your mom's age. I'm mm-hmm. much, much older than you young, <laughs> beautiful ladies. But I, you know, when I was a kid, I knew one classmate that had a peanut allergy from kindergarten through the end of high school. And I went to a huge high school. And nowadays, of course, we know there's peanut-free tables. There's oh my, gosh, um, my mom's school is peanut-free. You can't even have peanuts in the school. Wow. She's a teacher. Okay. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> she doesn't go to school. She doesn't go to school. Well, yeah. I kind of figured that. So. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's, I mean, it, and now it's like, it's, it's an epidemic again, mm-hmm. you know? And so, and that's why I'm so passionate about kids is because they are... These allergies are just signs that our gut is totally out of whack. And so, um, yes, it's really important for kids to take. We, you could actually open the capsules and mix it with food or drink. You could, you know, for a baby, you would maybe just do a little bit. You know, you could mix it. You just could, like sprinkle it on food yogurt or, or yogurt would mm. be great. You don't have to do a whole capsule if yeah. you don't want to. You could. It wouldn't be harmful. But you could just do maybe a half a capsule just to you want to keep supporting, especially yeah. the baby's microbiome and especially pregnant moms too. Mm. pregnant moms are actually passing on the child's microbiome. So your gut health, good or bad, is really indicative of like what was passed on to you from your mother. And so, or how you were born. If you were born by C-section, chances are you don't have as, you mostly get inoculated with gut bacteria through vaginal childbirth. Now, people have to have C-sections. There's nothing wrong with having a C-section if you have a C-section, but you know, you just have to be aware of that because you want that the vaginal microbiome on the child. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, great for kids, really great for kids and really important for pregnant moms because the mom is, it's like the best gift a mom could give their child is to give them their a healthy, the healthiest yeah. microbiome possible. Wow, I love that. So how long until, how long until I'm healed? Um, how, <laughs> You'll get there. How long until like the gut kind of heals itself? Like, do, do you need a year before that happens? Do you need a month? Like, of again, like changing your lifestyle, going from kind of not doing anything with probiotics to starting to take them. Like, is there a point where you're like, your gut is healed and it's just working as it should? And also, do you need to continue to take probiotics forever? Like, do they ever lose efficacy because you're taking the same one every day? Or I, I just asked you six questions at yeah, one, yeah. but... Let me start with the last one because okay. that's a really good question too. Um, so they like these strains and just thrive will not lose efficacy because what they're doing every time is they these strains are so intelligent. Like bacteria are actually very intelligent, mm-hmm. and they are reading the microbiome. So they're going to go into your intestines and they're going to be like, okay, we need some more. We need to get rid of this bad bacteria that she ate something that was bad and like or oh, there's a little bit of this good bacteria that's not thriving and we want to really help it come back to life. Mm-hmm. So it's going to do something different in your gut than it's going to do in my gut. Okay. The only reason I would suggest that you would take it on a regular basis moving forward is because, like I said, the world we're living in is so disruptive to it. So we want to make sure we're continuing to support it. Maybe you take it every day. The normal dosage is one a day with food. Mm-hmm. Maybe you take it every day for three, four months, maybe six months, maybe a year. And then you could go to like one every other day or one every third day if you feel like you're getting better. You know, I, of course, take it every day. My kids, my parents, I'm adamant about it, especially with the world that we've been living in the last couple of years. I'm Mm -hmm. like, you need, we know that 80% of our immune system is found in our intestinal lining. So we need to be supporting. If we want to stay resilient, we want to be supporting our gut. So we would, I would say to take it on a regular basis, even if you're not taking it every day. Okay. It's so crazy when you were talking like earlier about how I feel like I have, I mean, not that I go to the doctor often, but it's like, I've literally never heard a doctor talk about gut health. I know. Which is just so crazy to me. Well, here's the problem. Um, Medical schools get a lot of their funding from the pharmaceutical companies. Right. So unfortunately, doctors are so smart and they're so intelligent and they're so well-meaning but they're being educated by big pharma, you know, and th- their their system is to treat sick people. 
It's not to get to the root cause. Like, what pharmaceutical can I get you to put a Band-Aid on it? It's right. not about getting to the root cause. And I've seen this with my own daughter's age, all of their friends. They're so into natural health and wellness. Mm-hmm. It's like, I think COVID really empowered people to, like, take control of their health. Like, you know what? I got to figure out how do I get, re- how am I resilient? So mm-hmm. when we are faced with something, I'm as healthy as I can possibly be. So, yeah, I, it is frustrating. You go to a doctor, they have five minutes to talk to you. You know, they're they're bound by their insurance, you know, all the mm-hmm. requirements by insurance. They have like so many liabilities. Yeah, right. And they're just they're kind of stuck. Their hands are tied too. they don't get trained on nutrition and natural health and wellness. And and the unfortunate part is like I would recommend people go to functional medicine doctors or natural paths because they get, try to get to the root cause of things. But you, there's no insurance that's covering it. So mm-hmm, right. I'm always, that's what we invest in our blogs. We invest in research. We've done 20 different human clinical trials. That's unheard of in the supplement space to have double blind human clinical trials. But we invest in that because we want to elevate the standard of the supplement industry. You know, we will never be a 200 SKU company. We are only bringing products that are truly missing and needed in the market because just like the pharmaceutical industry, there's also some abuses in the supplement space right. too. Mm-hmm. But you know, I just you know caution people to try to focus on companies that are focusing on research and and really you know caring about the consumer and and getting to the root cause of a problem. Yeah, more preventative than right maybe. and main, maintenance and backing of your what they're saying, like what they claim to do. Are like little gummy probiotics, are those just not not it? <laughs> Some people well, asked about that too. It depends on the strains. We're going, okay. we're actually, I'm telling you a secret now, but Ooh. we are about to launch a gummy probiotic. So Ooh, I don't know if it's going to launch by the time this airs, but yeah, but a gummy probiotic is fine if it has the spore-based strains. You don't okay, want a gummy okay. probiotic because now you're just getting more sugar, which is right. making it it's worse. Like I'm and just you eating got dead bacteria. Yeah, yeah. gummy bear at this point. Right. Yeah. Right. But I mean, we waited. I mean, we've been trying to launch a children's like a. You could, like I said, the our the capsules you could open, and give it to kids. Mm-hmm. I've done it my whole life with my not my whole life since my kids almost yeah. their whole lives with the products. But you know, with gummies, we, you know, we know it'll probably be a little bit more kid friendly. Yeah, they um, obviously are going to take a gummy very, very easily. Yeah. yeah. But a lot of adults actually don't like to swallow pills either. So I honestly yeah, don't today. love it, but I, but I'm I like extra the, motivated by a gummy, I will say. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah. It's a fun little treat. <laughs> yeah. A little yes. treat of the day. So you guys sell prebiotic? Yes, What's we do. What's the difference? Yes. Great question. And so do you need both? Yes. Okay. So remember the garden analogy I was talking about? The probiotic is like the gardener, getting rid of the weeds helping the good plants come back to life. The prebiotic is like the fertilizer. So Mm. it's like feeding the good bacteria. The problem with a lot of prebiotics on the market is they will feed the weeds as well as the good bacteria or like, you know, the The flowers. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. So we waited for many years before launching a prebiotic until we found these specific fibers that only target the beneficial bacteria. So it's only targeting the good plants in the garden. So the prebiotic that we have is made up of these oligosaccharides. They target the good weed or the good weeds, the good yeah. the good plants <laughs> in the garden or the beneficial bacteria in your gut. Um, so it's basically creating more diversity in your gut. So yes, I would say you need both. But again, I wouldn't start it all at the same okay. time. I would definitely start with the probiotic, then introduce the prebiotic and and see what yeah, I like to just journal what what differences you start to feel. Yeah. Um, but and you could get prebiotics. You can't really get these spore-based probiotics from any foods. They just were found in nature on the soil. You're not really getting them in foods. But prebiotics, you can get them from foods. You know, if you're eating a lot of artichoke hearts or asparagus, there are lots of high prebiotic foods. But I eat a ton of vegetables and I know I'm not getting enough prebiotics. So I take the prebiotic for that reason, just because we want to make sure that we're getting enough. But if you eat a ton of, you know, prebiotic foods, you wouldn't need to take the prebiotic. Okay. I wanted to ask like, what three things, if if someone's like, oh, I just can't afford to like buy probiotics right now, what are three like free things that you think someone could add to their lifestyle that would help their gut health and just their overall health? Okay, so intermittent fasting. So okay. even if you stop eating, I mean, even if you go 12 hours, I mean, usually you sleep for eight hours, you could add two hours on the front end and the back end of that. And intermittent fasting would be really beneficial for your gut health. And then avoiding a lot of these processed and sugary foods um, and 
alcohol. Sorry, everybody. But, you know, <laughs> it's not good for us, mm-hmm. you know, and I know you're not going to avoid it, but even if you're minimizing it mm-hmm. and I am, um, and then, you know, doing the meditation or deep breathing or whatever, just trying to really calm yourself down are all really helpful to you. And, and just being, you know, giving yourself grace in the process, you know, go slowly, get baby steps. You know, you, you don't have to do it all at once or feel guilty. Feeling guilty about doing something is just detrimental to your gut because right. it's sending yeah. those signals it's down to your past. brain. It's over. It's already done. Right, exactly. You just so need just to move forward. Move forward and try to get better every day. You know, just a little bit every day will make a huge difference. So you said you had a product coach. Is that what you yes, said? we actually have a product coach on our team. So if you just call our customer service, you could make an appointment with our product coach, and they, they could she could help you walk you through all of the different products that we have and what to start with, and if you're experiencing certain things, yeah, and what that's makes a sense. Great option yeah, for people is. who may be like, okay, I don't even know where to start. Like yeah. I've got all these issues. Let's let's get started. Yeah, and bit. she does not get paid on commission. That's mm-hmm. the other. She's so passionate yeah. about. I mean, it, it's just it's so fun to have someone so passionate on the team like that's that. That's awesome. So you were saying you're doing a special like twenty percent off code for. Yes. You know, I generally try to give 15, I give 15% off site-wide, but Mm -hmm. I am so passionate about people sticking with this for 90 days that I'm offering 20% off for the 90 day probiotic and the 90 day just calm. Cause I really, the 90 day probiotic, I feel so passionate that everybody should be on. I can't think of anybody that shouldn't be on the probiotic. And then the just calm, I know everybody needs to be, so many people need to be on it (laughs) that I'm offering the 20% off for those 90 day products. Cause I do really think it's important to stick with it for 30 day or 90 days, three months and to see the difference. Really see the benefits. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for all of this. First of all, I I would just do anything you say because (laughs) you just look so vibrant and healthy. Thank you. And so thank you so much for all of your just knowledge and wisdom. I feel like I know I can listen for five hours to more about this. Oh, this would be very beneficial. Thanks. It was so much fun being here. We could come. I could come anytime. Yes, we would love that. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the episode. Right now, you can save 20% off a 90-day bottle of Just Thrive Probiotic and Just Calm when you go to justthrivehealth.com and use the code what we said at checkout. That's like getting a month for free. While you're there, be sure to check out all their other research-based gut and immune health products. There's even a probiotic for your pet, which is amazing, all with a bottom-of-the-bottle money-back guarantee. Make this the year you take control of your health with Just Thrive. That's justthrivehealth.com, code what we said. And that will be linked in the show notes for you guys as usual. Make sure you follow our podcast Instagram. It's at what we said podcast. If you want details and updates about anything we have going on, we love you so much. And that's, that's what, what we, we said. said. Bye. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.